Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 96 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have another great guest and uh, we're going to speak to a lady who enjoyed unbelievable success over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks. We're going to say hello to uh, Marissa Malloy, who kindly joins us on the podcast. So firstly, Marissa, we'll say hello to you. Hello, Barry, and thanks for welcoming me on. Yeah, look, it's uh, great to have you on. And, of course, we're going to highlight that um, big success um, shortly, of course, winning that uh, famous competition, the Sporting Press Online Edition Irish Oaks. But firstly, give us a small bit of background on yourself, Marissa, and, you know, how you kind of first uh, got involved in our great sport. Um, well, I got involved through my family, um, my dad and Stephen. Um, I'll just mention that um, my dad left Galway and headed to London in around 1963. And on his first night in arriving there, he went off to Harringay for greyhound racing. And it kind of stuck to him then. Um, he bought his first pup, a fawn and white dog, uh, called Yalom Beauty, in 73, I think it was. Uh, Yalom uh, came from the Malloy name, spelled backwards. Uh, he went on to win 20 races in Milton Keynes, Rye House, and Hinlow. And then Dad moved back home around 1983. Uh, he had a really good marathon bitch, Killard Lass, who won plenty of open races. And he started breeding with quite a few good brood bitches like Killard Lass, Countrywide Ace. She actually won the Goodwood Cup and was anti-post favourite for the Oaks. Um, Lockbow Lucky, she was a Peachborough Derby finalist and the Golden Sprint winner. He had uh, another few there, Greenwell Kish. She won the Scottish St. Ledger and broke the track record at Powder Hall. Um, all of those bitches uh, ended up throwing open winners. And, um, and just to say about Stephen as well, he followed in Dad's footsteps with the love of the dogs. He was actually one of the founding members of the Greyhound Historical Society in the UK. And he got... Uh, Valley Regan Bob exhibited into the Natural Museum, uh, History Museum in Tring. Um, Stephen was always heavily involved in the open race circuit in the UK and his knowledge of greyhounds is unbelievable. He can name a dog, a race, a date, a trap, their breeding lines, anything. And he is a massive, massive support to me, especially since Dad left us last year. And he, uh, he joins me every step for his journeys. Wow, that's, um, you know, I suppose, uh, fantastic history and, you know, big background, so, with um, greyhounds in your family, yeah, Marissa? Yeah, massive backgrounds. Um, obviously, um, I myself was reared with the dogs and uh, I was only out in nappies helping, helping them all and I remember going off in the van all around the country. Our local track is obviously Galway, but we also travelled to the old Limerick track, um, Clonmel, Thurless and... I just remember Dad, you know, he'd let me parade the dogs and for the races. And I remember feeling so proud, you know, walking along in front of the stands. Um, it, it was a big feeling for someone small like me, you know, and I felt important. Yeah, I think I suppose so many of us um, involved in the greyhound industry can can certainly uh, relate to that. Uh, no better feeling, I suppose, when you, you get to go ahead, finally get to go ahead to parade uh, greyhounds. Yeah, exactly. And it's great to see the youth of today. Like, obviously, a lot of people with greyhounds, you know, it starts from the generations before them. 
And uh, I love seeing, you know, the small ones walking out with the dogs. And I think it's just great for them and it gives them a little bit of a buzz themselves. And it doesn't matter whether they win or lose, you know, they, they, they have that feeling with them all the way through. Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, obviously, um, you know, your your late father would have enjoyed, you know, I suppose the the last uh, number of years prior to him passing away, um, with greyhounds and stuff like that. Obviously, he, you know, he he really enjoyed it. He absolutely enjoyed it. Um, obviously, they've been with him all his life, but he took a little break from them there a few years ago. His grandson Kieran Malloy. He was boxing, um, amateur boxer at the time, and he was out boxing all around the, the world, really. And um, then he was deciding to turn pro, and um, Dad, Dad said, he's like, you know, I can't be following, following him here and there everywhere, so I'll go back to my own sport. And he went down to Abbey Field to a man down there that he uh, got talking to in the new Limerick track one night. He went down to a benefit night with his friend Peter Carr from Shannon. And he uh, ended up talking to this lad, the dogs for sale. So he, he rang him up and he, he bought a few off him. And uh, that's where it all started back up then again about six, eight years ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just loved the dogs. He spent, he could be out there till 10 o'clock at night. You'd be calling him in to come in. He'd be rubbing the dogs down. And yeah, he, he had great pride in, in his dogs and in his knowledge of breeding and and passing it all obviously on to me and Stephen as well. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And before I suppose we get to the the big race um, success, just in terms of your local track Galway, another great track, and I suppose so many passionate people um, involved. There is, yeah. Um, obviously Galway, yeah, local track. Uh, this month they're actually celebrating their ninetieth birthday, um, which is a, a, a lovely achievement, you know. And you know they they get everybody all together there. Uh, last weekend they had great night celebrations. Um, I was involved with the special interviews being made by George McDonough. And um, it was lovely to listen to the people that were doing their interviews and, you know, the memories the people have held all these years is just phenomenal. Um, And it was lovely, you know, people were bringing in their own memorabilia and I actually had found some of Dad's stuff as well uh, that he had accumulated along the years and we brought that in and they got them scanned and stuff. So uh, they are, they're a great bunch, quite tight-knit, Mostly everyone knows everyone. There's uh, there's been an exceptional few that have been so good to me, especially after Dad has passed last year. I had so many calls and messages of support and offers to help me with the dogs also. So uh, yeah, there is a, there is um, there is that in it as well. You know, they all help out each other at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Let's uh, talk about the Rahamofo uh, story now. Um, of course, no doubt, um, lots of our listeners would be reading, I suppose, all about it over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks. But just for, for anyone that uh, didn't see that, tell us how it all happened and uh, how you came across You know this uh, unbelievable talent. Uh, what a powerful performer. How did it all um, come about? I can't take credit for, for finding her anyways. Uh, Dad found herself and her sister... He had previously bought from Stephen Dunn, a uh, breeder in Kilkenny, and he um, he was happy with what he had got, and he rang him up again and said, what have you got? And uh, so Stephen mentioned a few things he had going, and uh, Dad said that he'd be interested in uh, a couple of the Clear Queen uh, puppies. So um, 
Stephen Stephen Dunn sent uh, Dad on some photographs, and Dad picked out two out of the photos, and it was Christmas time, so uh, he said that he he told me he bought one for me and one for himself, and uh, so he, he said, you know. Well, he wanted the white one anyways and uh, so I was left with the black one and I didn't get to argue what I wanted but I was happy enough and I suppose the rest is history <laughs> It's a bit of a bit of a fairy tale story really obviously since you're, you know your your dad has passed and stuff like that and you know to come across you know as I said such an unbelievable talent and to achieve what she has achieved it's, it's hard to imagine something like that could happen it's hard to imagine it could happen to someone like us. I mean, you know, Dad waited 48 years to, to get something this amazing. And within a year of him passing, that that pup that he had picked has went this far and done what he had only ever dreamed of. And I suppose me and Stephen are, have all the excitement for her. And, uh, you know, we feel Dad is with, with us and with her all the way, you know, we can't we can't deny you know that we feel that way either so um she only ever ever was improving all the way through and to say i had faith in her was an understatement like i mean kieran was supposed to be boxing madison square gardens the night of the final and we knew that all the way through the competition and come the quarterfinals i said look Stephen, i'm going to have to cancel my flight because you just don't know I, i i think she might go there all the way and he said, yeah, you have to do do, do what you need to do. So I cancelled it and I still went up every weekend. I left my cousin's wedding <laughs> the, the weekend before the final even um, for the semis. And they had it up on the um, up on the, the big screen in the wedding during the meal. So everyone was roaring there as well. So we've had an awful lot of support, even with the final, you know, with everybody that obviously went to New York. And then unfortunately, on the day of the fight... Um, you know, Kieran's opponent got COVID, so the fight couldn't go ahead. I mean, that's boxing. You know, these things can happen as well. But it just lifted everybody up those few hours later. You know, there was 70-something people arrived up to for the fight, but went into the bar instead and became Greyhound supporters. <laughs> yeah, we all see them, them wonderful videos that were shared across all the, the social media platforms, really putting this was Greyhound racing on the map over there. Yeah, geez, definitely. Uh, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, the trainer, Mertley, his son even has a bar over there, Ireland's 32, and he had it up in the bar as well. You know, there was people there watching it. So, you know, it just shows you that, you know, it can get out there so much and you, you can have support on your back it, it, so quickly. And even the last few weeks, the people that asked to be my friend on Facebook and sent me messages that I don't know from Adam, um, you know, just, you know, my story had touched them so much that they, you know, she was the people's dog at the end of the day, just because the story, the background of her with everything with dad and, you know, how, how it all how it all laid out. It was just a, a dream. I can't describe it any other way. Yeah, and I suppose in fairness, obviously when she posted the 28-16 in the semi-final, there was an extraordinary run. And, you know, many people quietly fancied her in the final, um, especially if she got away to a, a decent start, which she did. And, of course, Scooby Duchess running such a, a brave race in defeat. It was, you know, it was a race for the ages, quickest Oaks final um, ever, 28-14. But you could see even coming to the last bend that you know she's so strong the writing was kind of on the wall but she still had to go and do it and you know it's an Oaks final that will be talked for, for many years to come 
It will, and I'm delighted to be part of that. It's it's just amazing, and you can't you can't put anything. She was in there. There was six of the best dogs in this country, and they all deserve to be in that final. And any of them could have went out there and won it. Um, and you know, it, it just it worked out obviously lovely for us. But uh, we were so happy going in there as joint second favourite for for the Oaks. Do you know what I mean? It was that was an achievement in itself. And come that night, it was the least nervous I was that night out of all the races all the way through. I felt whatever happens happens here. Um, but once I saw her on that back straight and she was back those couple of lengths, I wasn't one bit worried. I thought she's going to make up her ground like she always does, and she did. And to just win by the half a length, it made the race so interesting, not just for us, but for everybody watching that had anything to do with dog racing. It was an interesting, exciting final. And, um, and yeah, it was in stars for, for her. Without a doubt. And, of course, um, a big win for Mert Deirdre and um, all the family, I'm sure, they got um, massive you know, enjoyment out of that as well. Another big race success for, for a kennel that has made huge strides over the last couple of years. Um, they're a real driving force now in, in the world of greyhound racing here and you know, tasting big race success. Absolutely. And that's the reason that uh, when we saw there was something very special about her, we, uh, you know, we put the feelers out there, decided to see, you know, who to send her off to. And, um, you know, Mert's name popped up quite a few times and uh, we gave him a ring and he had the space for her and her sister. And we were only delighted. So uh, we brought them down and met Mert and uh, he had a young lad with him, uh, Stevie Dunn. And it turned out that uh, Stevie is the son of the breeder, Stephen Dunn. So it was quite, uh, it was quite strange, you know, in 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 a funny way that um, how how everything worked out, you know, that the the breeder's son actually worked with the with the trainer. Yeah, it was like it was like written in the stars, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just all kind of clicked in pieces together, and uh, obviously Deirdre is definitely the boss down there, anyways. <laughs> An amazing lady, and um, she's great to put up with. Mert, I'd say. Uh, you know, and on all the girls as well, they're just a dream, a dream team. Yeah, they, um, they, they sure are lovely, lovely people. Um, just in terms of Rahamov, of course, the, the big question is, uh, where to next? Right, well, uh, obviously she's enjoying her lovely break. She's well learned of it. And um, we'll just wait and see what's best for her that's coming up. Um, it would be very exciting to see her on a longer trip. And uh, we just look forward to her bright future ahead. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll wait and see. So very much looking forward to that. And just in terms of um, other greyhounds, have you uh, many other greyhounds at the moment, uh, Marissa? No, we just have uh, Mofo and her sister. Um, and I've got dogs here, pups here at the house that are rare for other people. So um, I'm just going to focus on the rare inside of things. I really enjoy it. And obviously, I follow all the dogs that leave for their new owners and trainers. So uh, it's lovely to to you know keep following them and watch on how they get on and um, so yeah I'm just going to focus on that I really enjoy the rare inside my dad taught me so much about it and uh, yeah we'll just see see what the future holds. Well, sounds very good. And, you know, finally, uh, going forward, uh, Marissa, obviously, look, we'll have so many big competitions to, to look forward to. Sport kind of looks in a, a good place going forward. A lot of positivity, and I'm sure people will come out and support all the big competitions over the course of the next couple of months. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, geez, we're only halfway through the year, and uh, it's towards the end of the year now that you see the massive competitions coming out. 
and it's just uh, you know there's there's always new greyhound supporters going around the place and they'll follow the big names and uh, I remember myself even the last while following Susie Sapphire and uh, you know I used to really enjoy watching her race I uh, enjoyed, you know, watching um, her win Greyhound Awards. You know, there's always these dogs that certain people will, will start watching out. Yeah, well, Rafa Mofo now is, is one of those. And um, as I said, look, it was fantastic speaking with you on the podcast. It was, a, you know, as you said, a very, very touching story, a very popular winner. And uh, please, God, there'll be plenty more big wins to come. And as I said, wishing yourself and your family continued success in the sport. Thank you so much. Thanks for everything, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.